Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 187 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. A little bit different of a show for everybody today. Uh, just rolling an interview I did with John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Uh, great chat with him, as always. If you're not following him, follow him on socials. Uh, subscribe to his newsletter at rugbymorning.com. Uh, did a little talk of the MLR final. Um, just some recap of the MLR season in, in total. Uh, really enjoyed the chat. So we'll get to that in a minute. Just kind of want to give everybody a little programming note uh, for this week and next. Uh, obviously today we're just running the interview. Um, next week I'm a part of a wedding, so we'll be out of commission on Thursday and Friday. Thursday is the heavy lifting day for the show, so we'll not have time to get the show out next week. Let's take a little bit of a week off. We'll be back in two weeks. Um, we'll touch base then. So with that said, hope you enjoy this conversation with John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. And I'll catch you all back here in two weeks. Please be joined again uh, by John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning, among other things. John, how are you doing? Colin, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there, John. That's that's about as uh, as good as I could be right now. <laughs> all right. But I'm happy to have you on the show. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you. I know we had a good chat last year. And yeah. I'm looking forward to jumping into it again, man. So uh, first question, John, how's it been going for you? I gotta say it's it's been a lot of fun this past season from from all the different uh, rugby activities from the newsletter to just messing around with people on social to doing fantasy rugby. You know, it's, there's been a lot to following the Raptors that there's almost it's funny there's almost too much going on. It's like how do you keep track of all of it? Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a fun year. I was gonna ask how much your workload kicks up during rugby season because, like you said. You get a lot of irons in the fire, it seems like, from afar. Um, and, and rugby season just kind of getting longer now. We got, you know, PR7s rolling into the summer. Yeah. I can imagine you got to keep your eye on the internet a little bit more to, to put this newsletter together, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I'll cover the men's and women's Eagles and Major League Rugby and Premier Rugby Sevens and the American Raptors, but there's so much going on in, and and a little bit of college, right? But that's so big and expansive. And there's other people who do it who do it so much better. And I just you know share out their links. But talking about just you know the club scene and the high school scene, you know, love to be able to cover that more. There's just it's hard, it right? Is, there's yeah. you, you really need people dedicated who are following it around the year. And there's certainly people out there that are doing it and have been doing it for a while in any form, whether it's social or game recaps or podcasts. So wherever you are, I hope I can find you and I can share your stuff because more is needed. Yeah, that's how I feel too. But like, as I've gotten deeper into this, and I know I ran into some of this stuff earlier this year, uh, lo you know, locally in Colorado here, a lot of people are reaching out, hey, you should do something on, you know, the high school state tournament or the final four or this or that. And I'm like, I would love to, but this doesn't exist anywhere I can find this information. Like if it wasn't for you reaching out to me, you know, I'm looking at these websites and stuff and they haven't been updated in like two or three years. Yeah. Uh, so still some work to be done, but yes, hopefully, you know, as this comes along and uh, more and more stuff keeps going and this keeps getting more popular, hopefully some of that infrastructure gets built in as well. Well, Colton, I got to say, you're doing yeoman's work with the American yeah. Raptors because you're my go-to source when it comes to Thanks. that, so appreciate it. I'm trying. I appreciate that. That's about all I can do right now. Um, and speaking of the Raptors, John, I wanted to ask you real quick before we jump into some of the stuff ahead of the MLR final, um, just kind of what your overall thoughts are on this inaugural Super Rugby America season. Um, and obviously, Slar has existed, but being this is the first season the Raptors are in, got a brand new shiny name and logo. Um, just kind of yeah. wondering how much you, uh, of that you caught and what you thought. 
Yeah, I was able to watch a few on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate that that was the case, right? Any chance we get to to watch some rugby, I'm all for it. Particularly if it's a competition like this in a part of the world where, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to go off tangent too much here, but with that new global rugby calendar going on and seemingly tier two nations kind of get in the short end of it, the fact that Super Rugby America has had a successful season, the fact that there's a number of awesome clubs in South America, and the fact that the U.S. was able to place a team in it in the form of the American Raptors. And and look, maybe not probably the best season, but a competitive season mm-hmm. for them, right? And, and a number of players continuing to see top minutes in a great competition. And a number of those players have, are funneling up to the men's Eagles. And a number of those players made Major League Rugby clubs, which is mm-hmm cool to see so you know i know there's some people out there that have got some other opinions on the on the raptors and that's for another show but um i enjoyed being able to watch and and see some of the players go out there yeah no it was really fun i've said this you know many times till i'm blue in the face that it was competitive you know aside from the first match against selknam um, and then that stinker against pompas here at infinity park you know they were in every other match and they had a chance to win uh, they were up in quite a few and late in the second half just kind of gave it away. Yeah. And I think that's just, you know, it's a new competition. As, as many people as I talked to about this said the same thing is it's just so much new. Uh, it's new. Mm-hmm. You know, they call matches differently in South America. Uh, you're in a different country every week. Yeah. It's not even just a different place. You're in a different country. You're eating different foods. You're, you know, you're around a bunch of new people. Uh, just so much new. And, you know, as the season went along, you kind of saw them figure it out a little bit. Um, and it was pretty fun. Well, I mean, like like Southam, right? Isn't that Chile's essentially exactly. national team, and yeah. they're prepping for the Rugby World Cup and their appearance in it? So, like, you know, th- those games had a lot of meaning for them as well. For sure. And so that was why it's cool that you know when the first win finally did come, it was against Selknam. Um, So to be able to do that, that's neat. And it's funny you say because a lot of people do have a lot of opinions on on the Raptors, and um, this is now my. Well, let me let me count one. This is my fourth year around the team, and this was the most positive year that I've ever like just I've seen online and you know being around this. This was the most positive that people had been, and it was cool to see people kind of like embrace this idea um, and this new competition and and support the team. So that was that was fun to see. One more thing: the American Raptors should get credit or at least an assist for helping the Denver Nuggets win the NBA championships. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That was a fun day here. You know, uh, a few of the guys that were out here that day contributed. Some of the big boys weren't here, but, you know, DeAndre Jordan, my close personal friend now, you know, he came on the podcast and he he got to play a little bit in the last finals game. He got like three minutes. I don't think he did anything, but hey, yeah, rugby conditioning. Hopefully we see him back out here. I think you have to do the exact same thing you did last offseason, right? That only makes sense. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, Run it back. All right, John. So let's get into some of this MLR stuff. So um, I, you know, admittedly, I've, I've said this on the show too, been having a, a crazy year. So I have not had much time. I would love to sit down and just watch rugby all day on the weekend. It's not been my life <laughs> at the moment. Um, I long for those days, hopefully next year. So I self admittedly have not watched uh, as much MLR this year as I have in the past. Um, so I just want to get your general thoughts on your overall thoughts on the season this year. Um, what you kind of thought about the major league rugby's 2023 season. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting storylines. One just coming out of the season, the way it ended last year, right. With the, the controversy swirling around the LA Giltinis and the Austin Gilgronies and the, 
seemingly lack of communication from the league and kind of put a little sour note on the end of the season. And of course, you know, um, you know rugby New York then at the time uh, playing the MLR championship at uh, Red Bull Arena in Jersey. And there was just things going on there, but um, cool again for, for New York to get their win there. So coming out of that, um, you know, the end of last season um, and going into the sixth season of the MLR, I think some, some folks were kind of maybe down a little bit. Um, you know, you had a team Dallas that hadn't won a game yet. Coming into the season, there was the introduction of the Miami Sharks, which was announced, which they'll be joining next year. All exciting stuff. So certainly some things swirling around to, to, to start this season. Again, good that, um, <laughs> you know, uh, league happened, right? The sixth mm-hmm. season ha- happened and, you know, there were some, some rebrand, maybe issues going on with Atlanta um, a little bit, but again, still an important pathway, right, for for for, yeah. for players domestically, and you know, try and funnel up to to the men's Eagles. But from the product on the field, I mean, it was an exciting uh, season. I don't think anyone really saw Old Glory DC coming out of the Eastern Conference and making the playoffs after last year they went three and thirteen. So really cool for them to make the playoffs for the first time in franchise history and then get a win in their first playoff game, traveling on the road to beat the now New York iron workers and good for New York to at least seem to have found a home venue for now. That um, is, is an upgrade from what they had last year uh, in Hoboken. So that was cool to see, you know, New England dominant season, right? Top team in the Eastern conference, 14 wins, two losses, hard to believe they topped last year's, you know, when they won 10 straight, I think they ended up closing out the regular season with 11 game win streak. So impressive for them. Disappointing for for the Toronto arrows. I think their season certainly did not go the way they wanted it to. They only got one win, but you know, for them, right. They start the first six, seven weeks on the road. Mm -hmm. You know, it's tough to play rugby up there outdoors and, in, in Canada, and I'm sure that organization is going to look to try and turn things around. And, you know, Nola Gold, I think there were a lot of high hopes for Nola Gold. Didn't quite cut their way. You know, they started off bad. They had a three or four games in the middle of the season where it looked like they were going to be the team everyone thought they were. And I felt some injuries there. So certainly maybe Eastern Conference, there was only really one true contender in the New England Free Jacks and, you know, couldn't script it any better to have them meet in the final. And out west, I mean – you got to feel bad for the Utah Warriors. They won 10 games and didn't make yeah. the playoffs. And they beat the New England Free Jacks, too, team that's representing the Eastern Conference. But, I mean, the West was competitive top to bottom. Houston Sabercats, fun season, you know, with their, their South African uh, influence there. And certainly the top two teams in, in the Western Conference, Seattle Seawolves and San Diego Legion, in my mind, the best rivalry in Major League Rugby yeah. and um, always fun to watch them play, whether it's in Starfire or down in Snapdragon Stadium. And I can't believe I glossed over the fact that San Diego, right, I think their first home game of the season had over 10,000 fans, yeah. uh, which is really cool to see. Um, certainly gets hot and sunny down there on <laughs> Snapdragon. I have to figure out some shade issues. Yes. But uh you know, Legion, they just rolled. They just rolled through everyone. 15 wins, one loss. Their, their only loss was back i think like week three or something or week two against houston but since then 13 game win streak to close out the season um you know and you couldn't ask for a battle final the top two teams on both the east and the west meeting for the final 
It's going to be fun in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, and the fact that there's a neutral venue for this game. <laughs> it seems like they're going the Super Bowl route, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, the first the first season that was a neutral venue, they played at um, Torero. Um, then, obviously, played at Torero again. This, this yeah. feels like the yeah. first, like, proper final, though. Like, they've built it up all season long. Um, everyone's been well aware that this is where it's going to be played. It's not – you're not buying tickets last minute like how it was – in years past, mm-hmm. uh, so it should be exciting. I'm going to Vegas this weekend, and I'm making sure I'm watching that, though. This is like I have some time, finally. I'm going to watch the final. Um, I saw bits and pieces of the conference final last week, um, and it's been fun to see. It's been cool to see. Like I said, I've seen it from afar. This has been an – I'm bummed I missed this season because it just feels like there's been so much interesting stuff that happened. Um, was it Houston got in a fight? That was pretty interesting. That was like probably the most <laughs> yeah. viral – MLR moment, probably. The ever. coaches, though. <laughs> yeah, the coaches. Uh, they were fighting. That was cool. Um, there just a lot of things that I'm bummed I missed out on, but uh, hopefully it builds up into next season. And like you said, it's important year. Make it to year six. Um, and you can say whatever you want about MLR, but they keep making it happen. The games keep mm-hmm. happening. They keep it rolling. Um, and that's another year under their belt that they can build upon. Hopefully, we're looking forward to next season, too. So, uh, what, what's kind of like uh, the biggest surprise of the season for you? Biggest surprise? Um, I'll do a couple. One, I don't know about surprise, but really good to see the Dallas Jackals and that organization finally get their first win in franchise history. You know, they're a fun team to watch. And when you watch those players out there – even when they were, you know, on the short end, and they almost knocked off a couple. They almost beat the Free Jacks um, at home, and not many people beat New England up there at Veterans Memorial Stadium or Fort Quincy, as their fans like to call it. But, you know, you could tell that those guys had a lot of passion and, and wanted to win, even to the to the final minute. So for them to get their first win, and they got, I think, three wins mm-hmm. uh, on the season, or maybe it was two wins, but it was good for um, to see them win. You know, I thought the Chicago Hounds and their expansion – uh, season. I think a lot of folks saw that, um, you know, the, the expansion draft that they had in the player selection process and saw all the names that popped up and figured this is going to be a team that is going to contend and contend pretty quickly, but it just didn't happen um, that way, but still a strong side. And, and I think they're building something neat there in Chicago. They, they played a, a great venue, which is where the MLR final is going to be hosted uh, this weekend. So yeah, again, a great rugby city there. Uh, in Chicago. So, you know, there's hopes that um, they'll continue to build there. But I, I still think Old Glory DC has probably been one of the surprising um, teams' storylines simply because 3 and 13 last season. And yeah, they turned it around and they didn't have a, they did not have a winning record. They did have that, that one draw against uh, Toronto where they drew it at the end there. But if you're looking at, other teams looking around, MLR can say, hey, look, you know, you can turn around uh, your fortunes from one season to the next and, and have an, a chance to get into the playoffs and then try and make some noise. So good for Old Glory DC to do that. And, you know, unfortunately right now they, they are going to be going through a head coaching search process, but it sounds like they're going to have some breaking news tomorrow, mm-hmm. probably a head coach. Um, so that. they'll have to do a little bit of rebuilding, but it sounds like they've got a good nucleus there. Um so those those are probably that's a surprising story in line and and I think I don't know if San Diego they didn't come out of nowhere that's just they've always been a strong team maybe dipped down a, a year or two 
but for them to just kind of storm out and really just roll through everyone has been uh fun to fun to watch yeah you're right i feel like you've kind of seen the makings of this you know over the last few years i know you mentioned there's a dip but I think that was largely in part because of COVID. They were kind of homeless. They didn't really have anywhere to mm-hmm. go. Uh, they're being bounced around. I don't know how you focus on winning rugby when you don't even know like where your next game is going to be, quite honestly. Um, but, you know, they've been so close so many times, and I feel like that's important in, you know, building a culture. And, like, that's part of the grind is you got to uh, – speaking of the Nuggets we already talked about, Nikola Jokic was talking about, like, being successful. And he said the process is like this. First you have to be bad. Then you have to be good and lose, and it's going to really hurt. Then you got to be good, and you win. So, like they, they've they've done two of those things. Um, they've been good and lost, and they've been bad, and you know that sucks. And now they have the chance to kind of put the bow on the final product there. And you know, it maybe could be this weekend. Um, they have a, they have a tough side going up against them this weekend. Um, yeah, some of the other things you touched on. I was kind of again. I was I will. Followed from afar, but for the season, uh, I did podcast with my my friend Brendan, Rugby Pickham. We're sitting in his yeah. little clubhouse, Pick and he yeah, there you go, Pickham. He'll he'll appreciate that. And we're sitting in his clubhouse, and uh, he's going through the the bold predictions. They had to be bold, um, so there was nothing that people thought was going to happen. But he was he really did believe, and I was right there with him that Chicago would be more competitive this year um, in the table, I guess. Um, yeah. And I was surprised, you know, to see, because like I said, I haven't been able to watch as much, but checking in here and there, I was like, man, uh, they just didn't finish where I thought they would. Um, yeah. And, you know, at, yeah, it just goes to show that this is getting this is getting harder, right? This is Maybe it's a more complete competition, um, but it's not as easy to just kind of throw a team together and um, climb up the ranks as maybe it has been in yeah. the past. Um, yeah. And then Dallas, of course, like you mentioned, it's good to see them get some wins because nobody wants to, nobody wants to see a doormat in the league, right? They want to see, you want a competitive league top to bottom. I think George Kilbrew always said he wants every team to go 500. Um, that might be a little bit frustrating, but you want teams to compete. (laughs) And so it's good to have teams that don't get rolled over every week. Um, and, and, you know, you could maybe mention Toronto, but Toronto in the past has, has been at the top of the table. They haven't always been down here. So just maybe a little down season for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see, you know, where the chips fall with the introduction of Miami next year. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. And they got the messy bump maybe, you know, that might, that might help out with, with <laughs> How whatever cool else. Be, yeah. so, yes. Uh, I was talking to – I don't follow MLS that much, but my, my brother-in-law does, and he was in town this weekend, and he was telling me um, – Miami, what, what team did you go to? Miami FC or something like that? They're like the, they're the worst team in the MLS. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So even if he, he's playing this year, but they can't make the playoffs, um, yeah, we'll see what that if that does anything for rugby. I was ta- we were eating at an Argentinian restaurant here in Denver, and he told me he's like, I'm going to have Messi sit right here at this table. It's going to be a problem because they don't ever play the Rapids. I guess they never have in the history of the two clubs. So um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what that does anything for Miami, but. Because uh, big Argentinian influence down there also. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, up here, yeah. Yeah. What, um, I guess, was there anything that kind of, like, impressed you this year? Like, what were you most impressed by? Did I already ask you that, or did I ask you what the biggest surprise was? You asked me the biggest surprise. Yeah, so let's yeah. move to impress. What, what were you impressed by? And maybe you've already covered a few things, um, but if there's something else that comes to the top of your head, please feel free to throw it in here. 
Yeah, I think um, I was impressed by, <clears throat> there's a couple here. I was impressed by um, New England in the sense that, you know, the player of the year last year, Bodine Waka, went and signed for, you know, and played in, in Japan and they had to replace him. Not an easy player to yeah. replace and they, they pluck a guy out of the NPC. And I really love the, the Major League Rugby NPC pipeline that seems to happen, whether it's players and or coaches too, right? That back mm-hmm. and forth because of the... The, the way their schedules line up. But Jason uh, Patros, they're the fly half that joined New England. You know, a different player than Waka, but he stepped right in and it's like they didn't skip a beat at all. You know, I was impressed by how he's ha- been able to handle and, and manage the game. And, and he's a great player um, in his own right. So that's been neat to see. I think there's been some really cool individual performances. I think we've saw three guys, or no, no, Two guys get hat tricks this season. Three guys maybe get hat tricks uh, this season. Foodie from Seattle did it twice. Joe Mono uh, from Utah, he is fun to watch. And it's cool to see both Mono and uh, Foodie make the uh, U.S. Eagles camp. We'll see, you know, if they play there on that August tour, right? So that, that, that's been um, fun to watch. Uh, anytime you can score a hat trick. Uh, in a rugby game, but then do it twice in this season yeah. uh, is is pretty um, impressive. Uh, you know, speaking of that Argentinian influence, uh, Tito Diaz Bonilla, and I'll, I'll hearken to Old Glory. That's that's the, the the team that I cheer for, living in the DC area. Tito's been fun to watch. Um, you know, he's he's he brings a, a needed element to to the game. But then another player that I have to bring up, and this is simply because of you know he's a rookie and he's on. Uh, the men's Eagles traveling roster, but Sam Gala, who was the number one overall pick for the Dallas Jackals, he had a great season, a phenomenal season. Really cool to see the number one overall pick have a big impact uh, on the game. And then Colin Gross, who was another player that was uh, drafted. This He was drafted by Old Glory DC. He's kind of like a, a lock flanker. He's got some, some flexibility where he can play um, both positions and, he was kind of expected to be more of like a reserve for Old Glory, but some some key injuries to some top players early in the season. He had to slot in right away. And his very first MLR game, uh, he scored on his very first touch two minutes into the game. Mm. So, no, that 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 is pretty neat. But so I so I would say those those young players that um, had some outstanding ind- individual uh, performances, really fun, really fun to watch. And I guess the other one too is. Um, I keep, you know, I'm looking at some of these names, but um, Seattle, what was going on in their fly half room there? You know, mm-hmm. AJ Alatimu, phenomenal player, great goal kicking, seemingly has a lock on the fly half position. Uh, Seattle went out in the offseason and picked up Jordan um, Chayet. I think I'm pronouncing his I name correctly. I can't say that guy's that, name either. <laughs> yeah. I could, you could be right. I, I don't know how to say it. I'm going to go with Jordan C. Yeah. But, um, J.C. Good young player from from South Africa. Um, he he came in, uh, and I wouldn't say he stole the spot from AJ because that's not at all what happened. But Seattle had a lot of interesting selections, and they they moved him around a little bit. And AJ went out and played um, in the center position. But I think Jordan's first game, he kicked like six or seven um, penalties. He had a couple of like conversions where he was just drilling all of them and everyone around the league's probably thinking, man, AJ and Jordan, are they going to yeah. miss any shots at goal Definitely, there? Yeah. So that was cool to see. Um, and I guess the final thing here would be just because I see his name right now, but, uh, Will Hooley, uh, for San Diego, uh, he, 
announced that he was going to retire from, I believe, professional rugby uh, at the end of the season. So, you know, great career for, for the U.S. And it'd be cool. I'm sure he would like to end his career by winning a major league rugby championship, but I'm sure New England's going to have something to say about that. Definitely. So we'll see. Fellow content man too. He's a, he loves the content. Yeah. Just like us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So moving into the final this week, John, what, uh, you know, San Diego Legion, obviously New England free Jacks. Um, are you going to go? You have plans to go out there or no? Man, I'd love to go. Yeah. Um, I was chatting with my wife about we've got three young kids. It's like we can find a babysitter for three young kids. Then I'll <laughs> get out there. It didn't didn't quite line up, uh-huh. um, but it's it's on my to do list to start getting out to the major league rugby final. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a big party. I know I am, and I think the attendance is going to be good for it. I was looking at the weather. It looks like it's going to be pretty good for for the game. You know, so unfortunately, I won't make the trip, but I'll be able to consume all the hopefully awesome content that we see yes, on Saturday. Definitely. I've only been to one. I went to the 19 one, um, which was a pretty cool one to go to. And it was yeah. a good time. There's a lot of people there. I've told the story a million times, but it felt like maybe this isn't the best comparison, but it felt like a high school football game in Texas where Torero like kind of sits in this mountain and there's a big chain link fence that goes around the top and it was just lined with people that didn't get a ticket yeah. into the game, just sitting up there watching. It was it was really cool and the <laughs> energy was awesome. Um and I hope Chicago's the same way for some people. Uh, so what what do you th- what do you think is going to happen? What can people expect? Um, and then if you wouldn't mind, give us a final score. Yeah, absolutely. This is the fun part here. I don't yes. mind uh, predictions. Put, so I'm going to toot my own horn here for just here. a second because yeah. um, at the beginning of the year in 2023, I had uh, ten predictions for USA Rugby. Um, one of which was uh, I predicted that the New England Free Jacks would beat the San Diego Legion in the MLR final. So I think that and another one are the only one that are looking like they're going to be uh, looking pretty good at the moment. I mean, again, we've, we'll see, we've got, you know, the two best teams in the East and the West, New England, top scoring offense, best defense, San Diego Legion, second best offense, second best defense. You couldn't ask for um, a better matchup. Um, I think, so it's funny, San Diego Legion, I just happened to take a look at the lines because I had to see San Diego Legion are favored by six and a half. So New England is getting six and a half. If there's any betting folks out there. I think I'm going to stick with my original prediction and say the New England Free Jacks uh, get over the hump and win their first MLR championship. I want to say it's going to be a shootout, but both defenses are, are so good. I think there's something about New England. They got like this kind of like, frostiness maybe it's that stereotypical east coastness mm-hmm. about them you know i'm thinking like you know uh you know the the nfc east giants yeah. eagles you know when they play each other just beating up on each other that um i don't know if san diego has quite faced a defense since they met uh new england all those weeks back at the beginning of the season but look san diego's got firepower i mean Mikey Teo, Nate Osberger, Richard Judd. I mean, you name it. Those are just three guys that they can seemingly score with any touch of the ball. But New England, there's something about them where they're just, they hang in the game. They're crusty. They're mean. You know, everything you you, you want in a, in a rugby player that I think New England somehow just finds a way to keep it close, to kind of keep San Diego's offense in check. And while I want it to be a super exciting game, it may not necessarily be, tactically the game that new england wants to play i think they're going to want to try and slow things down a little bit what will be interesting to see is if waka 
will be available to play. He missed the Eastern Conference final. And also with Mitch Wilson, their wing is going to play. He missed their Eastern Conference final as well. I have a feeling both those guys are probably going to be uh, in the lineup. In that case, New England also has some weapons and they can score as well. Uh, I, it's going to be a fun match. I think it's going to be a tight one. I'll give the edge to New England. They win 30 to 28. Okay. That, should, that would be yeah. a good game. And I've, I agree with yeah. you. You can't go back on your original pick now. It wouldn't matter yeah. if, <laughs> yeah, they're super hurt, whatever. Like, you you got to pick this. You got to pick me some lottery numbers after this podcast, also, John. So don't <laughs> let me get out here without that. Um, that's awesome. I'll man. split the winnings with you. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, I think it's all the questions I have for you, John. So just want to kind of end it. Where can people find you? You're kind of all over the internet right now. So uh, please give us the, the info. You're on threads, yeah, I hey. saw. We're on threads. We're, I don't, know if <laughs> I don't even like know what threads or, is. I don't know either. I don't know if we're early or late to it, but we're on threads. Colin, I was hoping you could tell me what threads <laughs> is all about. But, yeah, I'm on threads, I guess. Yeah. You uh, you can find me uh, online, rugbymorning.com, and on socials at, at Rugby Morning. I appreciate you yeah. letting me bring that up. Of course. Thank you so much for, for chatting with me, John. always like chatting with you. And like I said, I read Rugby Morning every morning. So thank you appreciate for putting it. that together. It's a good resource. So thanks so much, John. Appreciate it. All right. Enjoy the weekend.